Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch community, welcome to episode 28 of the 167 podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, here with our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Shannon. How about yourself? I'm doing great. See, we mixed it up there a little bit. Yeah. We did, we did. So... Whoosh! It's been Vacation a, Bible School it is a crazy it's, it's, week. It's happening. It's going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We still have one more day. Yeah. 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 Well, so. I mean, Monday and does, Tuesday. Does it feel like? Does it feel like? Um, it's been like two years. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rocky Railway. So we're talking all about God's power and all that goodness. So. Um, what an amazing group of volunteers we have to make this week happen. They kick butt. They're, they're, I mean, I love, I, it was really, um, and I know it was for Kristen as well, disheartening to not be able to have vacation Bible school last year or whatever you call your summer thing. I would always love to, I love to change names and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I also know that it's good for people to have something familiar. So, but I would have loved if we could have had a 2020 VBS. We were planning it. We were, but it just didn't happen. And um, because one of the reasons, well, number one, because kids get to learn about Jesus. Yep. Um, number two is that um, I watch, and it's just one of those things I've always enjoyed, and is I love to see people get to know other people, like mm-hmm. volunteers that I know kind of. But then I see them get to know each other, and they're like, yeah, hey, oh, yeah, I always see your face, but I've never... And so they're here for several hours a day for five days, and they these new friendships form, and these new connections form, and I love, love, love to see it. And not only that, but for adults and students to be able to work together. Yes. I love that for mm-hmm. BBS. So it's just all around. It's just a really, really great thing, and I'm excited because... Um, the opportunity for us to, to share Jesus with, with Jesus with kids, <laughs> tell you what, these last couple of <laughs> episodes, we all need to take, we need to have like Allison Crenshaw and a couple of the other SLPs that we have here teach at school. Come, yeah. Just, would you teach me how to speak please? Um, <laughs> but just to see these kids come to, to understand, um, who God is and who Jesus is and, and who the Holy Spirit is and. And the power he wants to give them to live in their to live like a full, complete life and purpose is just really, really awesome. So, and, and we say VBS is for kids, <laughs> but the volunteers mm-hmm. end up getting just as much out of it as the kids do. Oh, heck yeah, yeah, if not more. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this coming Sunday because we're actually going to do like a. Uh, I guess we'll be pausing. Um, the something in the water a bit because we're going to celebrate the, the vacation Bible school. Yeah. Something on the train. I was thinking about, um, Kristen and I are going to, we're going to kind of share the message time a little bit. Um, I, I really feel like, um, yeah, in working on the message for that day, that there's something I definitely want to share with, um, those in the auditorium and online and everything, and the kids and parents. things about Christmas? <laughs> no, no, no. Things about the importance of sharing the gospel with kids. Uh, so, yeah, okay. actually yeah, something yeah. serious. Um, but to keep it in the something in the water um, vein, I thought I might just bring up a cup of water and just throw it in her face. Please do. Um, not while she's wearing the mic. I know, right? Not during the mic, but I don't know how that will go over. So, um, 
But I'm looking forward to this coming Sunday because we're going to be talking about um, just what a great time it was and and just so thankful for all that Mm -hmm. that god has been doing this past week so but you know before that um you know we we just got through justin shared with us um this past sunday in week three of our something in the water series uh talking out uh, about this remember why we're doing this series right like we're talking about these moments in scripture where god has used water to reveal himself or to reveal his character or how he wants to be involved in our lives. And so out of John chapter 4, Justin talked with us about the woman at the well. The yep. woman at the well. You know, there's a lot more water stories in the Bible than I Oh my expected. goodness, there are so many. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting that many. <laughs> well, I even tried to list like some of them on week two, and it was like, oh, I could have done so many more. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Sorry, that I mean, I digress, but that's just one of the things like, there's a lot of water stories. There's a lot of water stories. There really are. Yeah. But uh, it was a really good message. And, and what I found, what I really loved is that Justin actually just uh, several weeks before uh, this had already shared kind of this same message with his students but because they were talking about, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but it was like crazy stories, crazy in the, stories in, in the, the Bible. Bible yeah. yeah. And so this was one of them. And, mm-hmm. and so he already kind of had a really good base on there and then he kind of, you know, took it, added on that and, and did a few other things. Um, but it's just an incredible story. And I don't know if I know, I know it's a woman and I know all that, but when you get down to the nitty gritty of the story, it is Jesus meeting each and every one of us. Where we are. Where we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and if you really drill down on it, it's he's meeting us where we are, and we don't even know that we need him. Yes. Um, because the woman at the well was just coming to get some old water, nope. and he was offering her a different kind of water. And, um, and then you got to think about it like this was the same Jesus that had it gotten around that he had transformed water into wine, you know, like, and yes, it had, did this woman know it? We're, you know, she knows that there's a Messiah coming, but she doesn't, she doesn't like say, Oh, it must be you. It's interesting. Like, cause you don't know how far like word has spread at Mm -hmm. this point. Right. Like he, it's not where he's got thousands of people following Mm -hmm. him yet. Right. So you don't know if, like if he comes to town, people know who he is yet or not. Right. Or he's just like, here I am. Well, right. And even in the conversation, she says, I know there's a Messiah. And when he comes, he'll, he'll explain all these things. And he was like, uh, yeah, that, that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, she's heard a Messiah and maybe she's heard of Jesus, but she hasn't put them together yet Mm -hmm. until this moment. So, um, so here's what I thought I would do because, um, and I, and I know Justin probably, I, I know he touched on some of these, but I just thought I would share some some tidbits of info that we may not have know, uh, known about her, this woman, or about the situation in general that I think would be helpful for us to, to really, you know, just take in the story a little bit more. Um, first, of, first of all, the, this story of this woman, uh, well, first of all, she's nameless. We don't know. We don't know who she is. Right. Which to me is also another way of us being able to kind of identify. Like mm-hmm. it's just. Um, but also, it's it's only recorded in the Gospel of John, so it's not in the other three Gospels, which doesn't make it. 
less important. Yeah, it's just that's just the only place it was recorded. Uh, we know that she is not Jewish. She is Sumerian. She is from. Uh, she is a Samaritan, um, and and that's a race of people that the Jews absolutely despised um, as having they a Jewish person did not think that a Samaritan person ha- had any right to have a belief in God at right. all. And I just want to pause there because yeah. most of us have a different understanding of what a Samaritan is in uh-huh. Our, like in our brains because in our like you hear of the good Samaritan the good Samaritan yeah Samaritan's purse mm-hmm. you know Samaritan generally has a good connotation now right it did not then well no and it, and it didn't even when Jesus told the story of the good Samaritan it, that was like an oxymoron for the Jewish yeah. audience to hear that yeah. um, and it was like oh look this person can be good really wow I didn't well, know that yeah but like Samaritan is even in non-church people's life. A good Samaritan is a good standard that's right. individual. That's right. That story has made it into the vernacular. common common vernacular. Yeah, that's right. So, so just like up until I mean, I mean, when when I became cognizant of like it, Samaritan was a race of people that the Jews uh-huh. didn't like. I mean, I always assumed the Samaritan was a Good stand like, up. Yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna yeah. help you out. They're yeah. gonna change your tire. Like I just assumed. Yeah. You know, so when this woman is a Samaritan, it was like, oh, that mm-hmm. n- think pretty highly of this person. Right. Nope. You know? So nope. yeah. So she's despised. Uh, we know this much, because mm-hmm. she is a Samaritan. Um, but here's the thing. She wasn't just despised among from the Jewish people, this woman was despised by other Samaritans because she was an outcast. She was looked down on even by her own people. And the evidence of this is the fact that she came to get water from this community well, um, which in those times in that culture, that was like, that was like the, um, where the women met to to find out the you know to to, to get the tea <laughs> on what was going around the water cooler talk yeah yeah that was like this is where they came to find out info on what was happening and who mm. was doing what I'm sure you know a little gossip sesh was happening here yeah. so this is what they did and she went she goes to the well at the heat of the day when other people had already come to draw water. Mm-hmm. You come and draw water the first thing in the morning because you need water for the rest of the day to do the things you need to do in your home. She comes in the middle of the day alone. So she is, um, she's either, she's definitely been ostracized, either like like someone has actually looked her eye and been like, we don't want you around here, or she just has that vibe that she's not welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's ostracized. She's she's marked kind of as this immoral uh woman living openly with the sixth in a series of men. Now there is, has been talk about the whole, is she married or not married? Right. Um, I even asked that. Yeah. Because divorce was not a a common thing at all. Mm -hmm. It's most likely that they used the term married to just mean that they had had, uh, 
uh, relations. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, who's listening? They had slept together. I don't know why. I'm, I have to sometimes watch what around. I say. I know. That's what I do on Sunday mornings. I'm like, okay, there's a word I want to say here, but can I say this? How many kids, How many are, kids are in here? Now that I'm saying something completely you know, off base, but it's like... We just don't want you to have to explain it. Right. You like you're to. driving home with your kids and they're going, what does this mean? You know? Go, Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, she had slept with these guys and we know at least this was the sixth man she was with. So I think the married or not married, she had been with six men and that was just not considered to be like acceptable at all. Not so, kosher. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, except Samaritans weren't kosher, but yeah, I still get it. That's a good joke. Uh, so here's where, so that's kind of the background on her. Now, so what is the power of the story? Like, what is, what's the something in the water at this well? Because the story of the woman at the well teaches us that, that God loves us in spite of our just complete and total moral failures. And, and listen, Josh, as, as Wesleyan, we, as we are in our doctrine, Mm -hmm. we get, we get beat up on about too much grace. We're offering too much grace. Like, we shouldn't offer that much grace. There's got to be consequences. There's got to be. And listen, our conversation about grace does not mean that life comes without consequences. God's grace to us does not come without consequences of our actions and behaviors. Yeah. Um, grace does not mean that it's a license to sin. You know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what this story shows is that God loves her in spite of the series of of bad decisions that she's made. Mm -hmm. God loves her in spite of her not being loved by anyone else. Like he loves her and that's his grace on her. Like he wants to be in relationship with her. And we see this because Jesus, I, I mean, you look at the story, Jesus seeks her out. Jesus sent his guys away because he knew they were going to be like, Oh no, 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 no. They were going to be like secret service and they were going to be like shooing her away or whatever they were doing. But he sent them off to get lunch, I think, you know? So he's there alone with her, which is a whole other social faux pas of a man and a woman to be alone together, even in the middle of the day. Yeah. Right. So, but so she is loved. That's, that's one thing that we know. And, and here's where we can draw like, positivity out of this here's where we draw like okay this is great for her that god loves her but then we know like god values us enough to actively seek after us because that's what that's what jesus is doing here to to seek us to welcome us to um to just take us in and so as a result of jesus's conversation only a person like the samaritan woman an outcast from her own people could understand what this means this meant everything to her. No one came to her. No one was around her. She was alone. She was, um, if she wasn't, um, if she wasn't ashamed of her behavior, then she was at least um, aloof about her behavior, right? So she yeah. either came to that well ashamed of her of the actions she made or kind of like, well, bump y'all, fine. You don't want to talk to me. I'll come when you're not here. Either way, she was estranged and, and set apart, and Jesus came to her. Correct, yeah. And that's good news. Yes. For those of us that find ourselves in that place at times. Um, so, I mean, just think about her, you know, to know that you're that you're cared for when when no one else 
cares for you. And even she did she care? I mean, just based on her actions, I would say I don't think she really cared for herself. I don't think she really saw herself as a valuable person because she's just kind of bed hopping. You know, yeah. like I don't think she viewed herself as a as a person of value. Um, so here's Jesus coming with grace towards her. Here's a couple other valuable truths. Um, and anytime you want to, you know, jump in, just I kind of have some bullets in my notes. So okay. um, you want to interrupt or you know yell at me or kick me under the table, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so some other some other things we can take from this story and to understand is um, in verses 13 and 14 of John 4, Jesus says to her, anyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. So here they are at the well. She's there to draw it. She's ready to get the water out. And, you know, he's like, look, you can drink this water all you want. Yeah, it'll quench your thirst for the moment, but then you're going to need to come back to this well and get more water. Which, again, I don't think we completely comprehend what that meant because this was like, the daily routine that you had to come and get water every every day. And this is still happening all over the world, just not in our country and our culture and Western society and first world, you know, stuff like we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, this is, so he's saying, you'll have to, you'll come back. You'll be thirsty again. But then he says, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That's where that churchy living water comes from, <laughs> eternal living water. But it's but it's yeah. true. It's so true. But yeah. It's just so used that yeah. you, you lose all meaning when, yeah. when, I mean, the fact that you, I mean, who knows where this well was con- considered where people lived, you know? Yeah. Like, they could have to walk miles to yeah. get this water. Yeah, it was in a village. It was in a village called Sikar, I, th- I believe. I don't have that in front of me. Um, so it was in a village. But this could be the one well for a couple of villages. Right, right. Yeah, we don't know that. So, so. The, the thing about... Somebody um, knows that we just don't know. Yeah, never had... Ne- like him using... <clears throat> saying you'll never be thirsty. You'll oh, never yeah. have to do this... Like, excuse me? Trudgery mm-hmm. of coming to get this water that doesn't fulfill me constant like forever like i'm going to quench your thirst forever right and you don't have to do the work to come get this <laughs> thirst which is probably anymore. like a probably like a letdown when she finds out i'm talking about a different kind of water i mean you're you still, still gonna have, have to come back still, in. <laughs> if you want to live <laughs> right you still gotta come but like to know that like that that deep desire within her to always like mm. obviously she was not fulfilled in her life yeah obviously you don't you don't jump around from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. Have I hit six yet? Relationship, relationship. If you are a person who uh, is fulfilled in your life and feel like you have purpose and that you are worthy and that you are valued, like you don't do that. That's not that's no, not the you, norm. Usually, that's what you're doing to find. That's exactly. You are. You just. You're saying maybe this next relationship, this next person. This next situation, this next job, whatever it is, this maybe next this thing, next yeah. thing will will finally be the the living water without knowing they're looking for the living fill water. This hole that I know yeah. I have yeah. Yeah. that I have a desire to fill, yep. like a God given desire to fill. Yep, exactly. You know? Yep. And I'm just searching and grasping at straws. Yep, yep. 
Or people in her case. Yeah. Dudes. Yeah. So so we know this that only like Jesus says, I've got something eternal for you. Mm-hmm. I've got eternity for you. This is temporal. Yeah, you need it while you're here on earth, but I'm offering you something that she didn't even know she she was looking for it, but I don't think she had named it. I don't think she realized that's what she was looking for. He's offering her something of complete worth and hope. So mm-hmm. so that's a, a very valuable truth. And then what I think is also good to for us to note is that by Jesus reaching out to the outcasts of the Jewish society, like the Samaritans, um, it reveals that it doesn't matter what society says or what the culture or whatever, whomever is saying, well, these people are valuable, but these people are not. These people are of worth. These people are not. So Jesus, you should only go to the valuable, worthy people and and leave these alone because we've deemed them to be not good enough. Jesus just says, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. That's that's, that's not how this is going to play out. This is not how, however you thought it was going to go, this is not. And which is why the Jewish people have such a difficult time accepting that Jesus was the Messiah because he just did things differently Differently. than they expected. So, but here he is ministering to the outcasts. And in this, like we see that Jesus, that desire Jesus has for us, it just demonstrates his love for everyone. And so we should mimic that. We should mimic that. We should mimic that in how we love other people, how we view them, how we see them, how we think of them, how we welcome them, how we reach out to them. Um, and then, I mean, just just like, duh, in case we didn't already, we already touched on it, but we know that Jesus is the Messiah because he is the one offering eternal life, and only the Messiah can do that. Only the Correct. Savior of the world can do that. And again, he uses the, the, the Messiah word. Is She's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a Messiah. He's going to come. He's like, oh, I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I'm the one. I'm the Savior, which... Wow. Um, and then we find um, a couple more things I wanted to share uh, is that only um, those, those who decide to choose to worship God, as he said, like, the people that get this water, they're going to worship me in spirit and in truth, Jesus says, in verses 23 and 24. Like, they will worship in spirit and in truth. So, because she, she again talks about, like, I know there's a Messiah, and when he comes, we'll go up and we'll worship, you know, and and, and all that. And he's like, no, 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 in spirit and in truth. Like, I'm, I'm the one. You can worship me. Yeah. So he's just revealing who he is to her. Um, Which, it's interesting with her being a Samaritan, that she knows the Messiah is coming. Yeah, yeah. Be- so that, I mean, that makes her pretty, pretty knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like she right, knows she about knows a, some information, yeah. She knows, a, at the time, would probably be a pretty deep cut in the Jewish faith. Yeah, yeah. You I know, think cause, so. Because they were living in the now, and the Pharisees were like, because mm-hmm. they were in charge. They weren't really keen on the Messiah coming yet, because they were kind of like, we're here. And then when the Messiah comes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to be his second in command. Yeah, you know, so like they weren't too. The Jewish community was looking for. Yeah, they weren't really living expectantly. Right, exactly. You know, and then so after this woman, and of course, there's this whole exchange where Jesus reveals that he knows he knows her, he knows her background, he knows her history, he knows how many men she's been air quote married to. You know, like he knows all this about her. So after this, uh, 
you know, she has this exchange with him and realizes he is the Messiah, she runs and tells people about it. And, and we find in verses 39 through 42, 41, 42, yeah, 42 of John chapter four, that she runs and tells them about it. And then here's the end result of that exchange with that person who's an outcast and unaccepted. See, this is one of those things I, I think sometimes we miss, like, no one wanted anything to do with her. Right. So you would think that whatever message she came to tell everyone, they'd, they'd be like, off. be like, please be quiet. Please shut up. Like we don't, you're, but they listened. Mm-hmm. So that's how powerful that, that exchange was between Jesus and this woman that when she came back to tell everyone what happened, they listened, mm-hmm. they listened. And so, so many people, um, so many Samaritans in that town believed in him because of her testimony, her story of what just transpired. And she was like, listen, he knows everything about me. He told me stuff about me that only I, like he knows, and he's offering this, this eternal life. Um, so then of course they're like, please stay, please stay with us. Um, and then he did, he stayed and he, he ministered to them. He talked with them and even more people believed in him from that moment, from that exchange. Um, so we see like from Jesus's dialogue with the woman at the well, these couple of, you know, I would almost, you know, these truths about salvation. Here's the deal. Jesus comes and he brings us this opportunity to recognize our desperate need for spiritual life that, that we just, we don't even maybe know that we're missing, which is this woman on that right. day. She had no idea when she woke up that day that, I mean, we know that she chose to go to the well when she did. So what is her thought process? Was it like, yeah, here's another day and it's hotter and blazes, but mm-hmm. no one else is going to be there. So I'm going to go because I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the sneers and the laughter behind my back and people, you know, whatever. I'm going to go. I'm going to get it. I, mean, I got to get water. I'll come back home. You know, like what's going on in her mind? And by the end of that day, she is proclaiming to an entire village that Jesus is the Messiah, mm-hmm. and he stays there. And many, many, many people's lives are changed. Like. That's just so profound. It's just yeah. it's so huge. So here's this opportunity for, for people who might not even know they need that living water, but he's offering it. It's there. Um, it's available. And it's not just available to the woman at the well. It's available to all of us. This is a real offering that Jesus makes to us. Yeah, and, and I really like what uh, you were... T- I, I've never really like picked up on this until you are talking about she was looking for purpose and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you 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 mentioned uh, recognize the desperate need for the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. They they might not recognize a spiritual life, but they they recognize that they have some kind of fulfillment mm-hmm. that they need. Right. right. They recognize the lack of it. Yeah. 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 And it, it's and I've just been sitting here thinking about it. It's the fact that we're we're sitting here before we're saved, longing. For completion, mm-hmm. and yes. we're gonna try and find it in all these other things. Not maybe we don't know any better. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, even people that hadn't heard the gospel before, they're still searching for something to make them complete. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Jesus just went that Jesus came up to the well and says, "You know that thing you're looking for? Yeah, it's me." Yeah. And I'm, that's probably what I'm walking away <laughs> from this story more than anything, because I've yeah. never even thought about it this yeah. way. Yeah, yep. 
You know, all that stuff that you're doing, all that stuff you're you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, everything that you're trying to do to like validate yourself, you don't need that. You just need me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 is I mean, that's that quenching that thirst mm-hmm. that that either we recognize and we just don't know what to do with it, or we don't even know that we're thirsty. Yeah. But if we stop and actually take one step back and look at our lives, we go, Oh dang, I'm just just looking for fulfillment. Yeah. I've Whatever it is. I mean so many things. Yeah. That could that could include. Yeah. I mean, everything basically everything but Jesus is everything what that but includes. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> is what that it is. Um so we find that you know, here is salvation is available for the desperate, for the longing, for all those. Whether other people consider them worthy of it or not, doesn't matter. Jesus considers us worthy. And then, you know, that 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 opportunity to live into this new life, it just comes with this just confessing and, and realizing that apart from God, we're just, we're so lost and, and we're so incomplete, like we've been saying. Yeah. And we just need to come before Him and say, you are God, I am not, and here's where I've I've made these wrong turns and these wrong decisions and wrong choices, and I don't want to go back to that way of life. I don't want to keep going back to that well and trying to find fulfillment in everything but Jesus. Like, He is Messiah. I claim Him. <laughs> I repent of my sin. Yeah. You know, thank you. Um, which, you know, just means, like, we need to grab a hold of that. And that's the opportunity for this woman, for the rest of the people in that village, that, that salvation is found in no one else. It's no one else. You know, read that in John and in Acts, like salvation is found in no one else but in Jesus Christ. And here he is meeting her at the well and making that possible. And let's just, you know, the story of the woman at the well and all she went through is profound, but let's just realize that it's Jesus meeting us yes at a place where we're anyone who's going okay I'm I'm here to draw from this well to to try to have some fulfillment in my life and yeah. not be enough and that's where it is you know so it's a it's a it's a really powerful story a whole new light on the story for me <laughs> well that's the whole point of the series yeah. so I'm glad I mean it, you know I I don't think there's a message that that we've done in this series and and probably just about any any message that I prepare for. Like I I love to be challenged and mm-hmm. not assume that when I sit down to start writing that I know everything I need to know to write this. I mean, if I ever come to that point, I need to stop what I'm doing because yes. I, I want to learn something new about this um, because there's, there's power in that. Yeah, and, and if God's given you your message, it's going to be something you didn't think about <laughs> or know. Right, 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 right. So... Um, but yeah, there's definitely something in the water in this well. Yeah. There's definitely something and it's not what, uh, the woman thought when she went there that day. So, um, anything else we want to chat about before we close out today's, uh, podcast? Um, so what do we have coming up this? We have VBS fatigue. Yeah. Is what we have? No. So, no, so Sunday we're gonna we're gonna yep. come together and we're gonna celebrate VBS. Yeah, right. Yeah, ten thirty service, like mm-hmm. like we've been doing over the summer. Um, we're, we'll probably you know it'll be like a little bit of a pause as far as the series goes, unless I decide to throw water on Kristen. Maybe I'll just do a squirt gun. I don't know. Um, but I'm just you know just something, just a little bit of water. Like hey. Something in the water, yeah. um, but I mean, I, Josh is in here thinking you should totally do that. Like yeah. he, like, maybe not the cup, but a he was gun. waiting for us to get done with this like recording and then go. 
You should totally do that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so. And shame on you, Kristen, if you didn't see this coming because you didn't listen to the podcast. Right. Hey, this will be the test. This will be the test to find out. <laughs> I mean, it will, it will be VBS week, so I'm sure she's going to be like, oh, I need to stop and listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I have another idea that I want to do for this Sunday that I'm, I'm not even going to mention in this podcast because okay. I want to talk to you about it first. Okay. I want just me and you to know about this idea I have for Sunday. Fair and it's not the squirt gun or water. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, so that's this Sunday. Um which is June 27th. Yep. And um, now then, this is something we really need to make sure, and we'll, we'll put this out in a lot of places, but uh, July 4th is a Sunday, so it's next, the, the following Sunday. And we are, you know, this is, I'd say this is one of the positives of, of COVID and having to do online church for a while, mm-hmm. is that we realized it's possible and people can engage. And we just made a decision as staff that we're not going to have on-campus live uh, services that day or a service that day, we are going to ha- offer an online service on July 4th and, uh, you'll be able to watch it at the service time of 1030, or you can watch it later on. Um, and it will be part of the something in the water series. Yes. Um, but, uh, we're going to be online only on July 4th and then we'll be back, um, together in person, July 11th. Um, at ten thirty, yes. so but I know the dates by the. That's how I. I don't. I know uh, the dates by Sundays. I can that's, do Sundays. Uh, yeah. And you asked me about a like a Wednesday. I have to go. Well, you right, do the math. The, yeah. The Sunday was this day. <laughs> yep, and count back. Days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. So. Um, but also on June twenty seventh, it'll be, the it'll be a little different because there'll be different people sitting on the front rows. No, that'll be on the twentieth. That will. Well. No, the reason I say that is because the high school kids won't be there. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that morning before church starts on Sunday, June 27th, our high schoolers are going to be heading down to New Orleans. Yes. For Early that trip. morning. That's right. That's right. So they won't be there. So we want all of our VBS kids to come and sit on the front rows and yep. come and hang out with us and sit where you see the high schoolers and the middle schoolers sit all the time. Well, our middle schoolers will be here, so hopefully they'll be a part of it too. But um, but also we just want you to keep the high schoolers in prayer for as, sure. they, as they go on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be it, – it's like a, what I said last week for the middle the middle schoolers. It'll be an amazing week, but knowing that you're praying for them will will help push it even farther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just knowing their church is with them. I mean, so that's fantastic. It's going to be good. So, yeah, we have a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. So, and the thing about whenever we record our podcast is trying to keep up with the dates of when we are and when we post and all these things. So mm-hmm. sitting here go playing like, um, you know, bingo in my head with all the dates. And so. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's amazing we're not insane. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so, <laughs> but hey, porch community, we really, we really, really do. Um, I, I say this from my heart. It's not, it's not in my notes. I'm not reading this off the script. I love our community. I love the people who are part of this community, and um, and I want us all to just like this relationship that Jesus has. It he comes to this woman to talk to her and to let her know that she's important and cared for and loved. And that his grace is for her, his salvation is for her, that I want us to be those kind of people in our lives. And so I love you guys, and I want us to love other people like that. Um, and so I just, 
I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say that. So it's it's not just a a, a thing I say like when I say, "Hey, love y'all, porch community," because it, it really does come from from a deep place of of, yeah, it, um, of love for for everyone. Love of, love of everyone in the community and the desire for them to grow closer to God. Yes, you know? for sure. That is definitely what I want uh, for for our churches, for us to be people who know God's Word and who grow closer to Him and then live, live out what we're learning mm-hmm. in there, for sure. So, All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you very, very soon. Uh, see you on Sunday, and um, whether that's live or online. And I uh, hope you guys have a great west, rest, west of a weekend. <laughs> Again, we need help. We need help. Bye, Porch Community. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. See Bye. Ya. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.